welcome to the Scottish podcast by Scottish people about Scottish things. We're three lifelong friends and displaced Scotsmen who get together to talk about our homeland, the weird stuff that happens there, and to remind us why we are the way we are. Welcome to This'll Do Nicely. Hello everybody and welcome to today's story with Rory. I am Rory and I am joined by two survivors of the Outlander uh, watchathon from what last a week. season! Wasn't that great? Oh my what an episode goodness, was. boys! It just oh my goodness! The hot ah. takes were firing. The kilts were on. The kilts were off. Yeah, the the history and then the alternative history. Ooh, the oh, the magic and the science fiction, but also the the romance. It had it all. It really did. It yeah. really did. It's just a shame that Johnny's still got COVID. He's got long COVID. <laughs> long COVID, yeah. Um, two weeks later. It's just amazing it's lasted yeah. this long. It's, like, it's, it's almost like no time has passed at all. <laughs> and and Chris, you're still complaining about having a job and kids, right? That's what your no, complaints were? No, I've been were? fired and uh, <laughs> chucked out They've the been house. taken away from me. Yeah. <laughs> He's got long, ah, congratulations. long kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, welcome back, everybody. Have you been on any other holidays, Rory? Been away anywhere nice again? Yeah, I, I you know, John, I just had a staycation. Um, right. I stayed, I just got to know myself, and I, I think that's as important as going and getting to know another part of the world sometimes, uh, is, is getting to know me. It was, uh, it was illuminating. Um, turns out. Bit of a dick. <laughs> I mean, I, I could have told you that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was fun. Uh, how are you two doing? You okay? You better? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's that last long COVID talking, Rory. Don't listen to him. Yeah. Well, we'll you fine eventually. Don't worry. Are you right. excited about the second half of Darian's scheme? Or Darian's yeah, I want to see how this uh, ridiculous folly ends. Because I know it doesn't end well. Oh, look, how could it go wrong? Scotland, as we know, is the richest country in the world that controls the Panama Canal. Like, we know that right now. So, obviously, everything turned out exactly as we hoped it and expected it to be. Don't think that's what happens. I, uh, I don't well, let's, let's find out. So, we left you off last week with William Patterson running around trying to sell the idea of the Panama Canal before it was the Panama Canal. And it was a place called the da- called Darien. Um, and it was the, the idea was referred to as a Darien scheme. And Scotland had set up the Company of Scotland. It was this their, their equivalent of the East India Trading Company. Um, and they were trying to, to find their way in the world, become an economic power, become a trading power, and effectively set up their own settlement in Darien, in Panama, and then build an overland trade route between the oceans that would be the central multicultural, multinational hub um, for trading around the globe. That's where they went wrong. They didn't build the canal, did they? They, they overland. Yes. Well, ships I mean, famously can't go on land. I don't know that, if you guys know that ships are technically water dwelling. Uh, vehicles i was um, i was in i think uh boston and i saw uh i think it was chicago actually and i saw a boat 
Are you thinking the duck boats? That's I think I believe that's what they were called. To be honest, Rory, you're right. You are right. Yes, uh, but so. duck boats probably didn't exist back then. Right. Well, well look, world trade depended <laughs> on just enormous duck boats. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I wonder if the Darien scheme would have got off the ground if that had happened. Just, just William Patterson, like, I no thing is right boats, but with wheels. That's what <laughs> that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, I know we can make it like a really fun experience. Like we could put a uh, like a duck's bill in the front of it, and uh, you know, one side of it's going to be a bar where you can get pished, uh, <laughs> but also we need to take like spices and stuff. I think that's an absolutely marvelous idea. <laughs> So, so William William Patterson, uh, he is this this banker economist. Uh, we're talking the sixteen nineties. Um, Scotland sets up the the bank, the Company of Scotland, um, and William Patterson sells to them the idea of the Darien scheme. And he says, "Let's go there. Let's build this trade route. It's going to be great." And Scotland gets investment for various countries uh, around Europe, and because. England is fighting France um, and Spain already has a colony in Darien. England is worried that by Scotland going over, setting up their own colony, it's going to antagonize the Spanish. The Spanish are going to join the French and then fight the English. So England, King William at the time is saying, no, 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 don't do this. We don't want anybody involved in this. This is a bad idea. We're worried that the Spanish are going to fight us um, so you're not allowed to do this. Scotland says, go fuck yourself, mate. We're going to do this on our own. I, I will fuck it, make it absolutely smash it. <laughs> so, We've got this duck boat uh, <laughs> ready to go. So they, they go digging in their sofas. They Literally, the entire population of Scotland finds all the money that it can find, all the coins down the back of the sofa, uh, they they empty out their jars of pennies and they all invest in the company of Scotland in this Darien scheme, and it is truly crowdfunded. It is a popular movement, <laughs> and it is a, an investment by the Scottish people in their own country. And they get enough money. Like I said, it was something like ten to fifteen. Uh, sorry, it was like fifteen to twenty five percent of the entire liquid capital of scotland at the time like uh, whatever money was floating around that's how much they had um it's pretty amazing scale actually for for a scam right to convince that many people honestly sorry i keep calling it scam and pyramid i've gone through for this crowdfunding opportunity i've gone back and forth as to whether this is just a grift if it is just a scam or not and i i think i'm there's a there's a big reason why i don't think it is but uh, he might have just fucked himself but we'll find out so scotland are going to build ships people they're going to send over settlers they're going to fill the ships full of supplies and they're going to go over there they're going to build this this colony thousands of people volunteer thousands of people across scotland because they're like i said the economy is fucked at the point like they're they're miserable it's cold it's wet it's scotland they're just like Take me anywhere. Just get me out of here. I'll do this. I'll go to your paradise place. Um, that being said, there's this weird thing about like they had just been sold that they're going to go set up a colony in this kind of unknown land 
literally the only people that knew about like where they were physically going to go was the captain of the lead ship and William Patterson. The the actual place that they were going was in a sealed envelope. What they didn't I, find out until they were in. Oh, it doesn't matter. Do, doesn't don't worry matter. about it, mate. It's, but it's going to be you leave the details to me, Hen. I just give us all your cash. <laughs> I just need twenty p to get the bus home. <laughs> well, where's 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 the bus home? Ah, it doesn't matter, love. <laughs> But that's it. People were just so desperate for something better that they, like I said, like thousands of people were volunteering. A total of 1,200 people were able to fit onto the five ships that set sail from Leith Harbour, July 1698. Um, But was this like, you know, like families sort of yeah like just all sorts of people yeah colonists it was uh, there was military ex-military there was sailors there was like builders engineers right. there was families well there's there's the first mistake they've set off at leith harbour it's on the wrong side of scotland <laughs> yes i was wondering if you would notice that so geographically leith is in edinburgh so it's the wrong side and like um, the americas are to the west and so they set just off to in throw the, east. the throw the english off the trail yeah. That is exactly right, Scott Johnny. Like really? that's what they had to do. The English were so against this. They were they left from the east coast and traveled up around the north of Scotland and wow. then across to, to that's America. Like because treacherous like, trip to yeah. do, is it not? It, just like, they tell the English that they were going to go and settle in S- S- Norway Iceland. or something. Yeah, exactly. Like that 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 it, like and this is the thing, like, we need to remember how much the East India Trading Company and England were against this because they were worried about the war, but they also were like, you're going to take money away from us. Right. And so they were actively trying to stop the ships. So they had to do that. Yeah, Johnny, to your point, is that really te- treacherous trip up through the north of Scotland, over the tip, and then out west. So they five That's, ships. Uh, a lot of um, the... <clears throat> In that area, there was a lot of uh, pirate manatees at that point, wasn't there? <laughs> there, well, yeah, but they were all on Scotland's side, so they were defending the ships. So they actually, when yeah, the five ships enough. went out, they had a squadron on either side of fighting manatees um, mm. swimming alongside them. They escorted them to just the very north of Scotland, just at, around the Orkney Islands. Well, that's good. it. Was I didn't think of that. I didn't think that they'd be all fighting for us but that makes perfect yeah, sense exactly. I, I, Brutus is going to kill me because I've said pirate manatees and I, I believe he prefers private <laughs> privateer, privateer manatees. manatees yeah exactly yeah. Uh, I mean how speaking... is Brutus have you had any correspondence from him recently oh like, uh, one thing I did on? forget I, I got I, I sent uh, I sent the tweet yeah, didn't you get the stuff in the post Instagram the, the stuff but what I, I almost threw the like I, I was throwing the envelope out the other day and I found a bandana yes. so I've got a manatee bandana I knew there was meant to I be a bandana to take a somewhere. photo of yeah. uh, I almost threw it out but I'm gonna yeah so I'm like I think that makes me like a manatee gang member now uh, if I wear yeah, a if bandana as soon as you right. get your mana bandana mana <laughs> bandana yes I'm gonna mana uh, so yes, everybody on board these ships were wearing their mana bandanas, uh, escorted by the fighting manatee that came out of Edinburgh Castle. Uh, it sounds like them. another drawing project for Josh. Once yeah. he gets the devil's penis uh, artwork in, uh, and Christ. leaves us another rambling phone message, Josh, Don't. if you could uh, get on the stuff about the <laughs> privateer manatees wearing their mana bandanas taking the ships into the North Sea. Just, just don't Google. 
devil's penis at work. Trust me, it's a terrible, terrible idea. Uh, but think about it. So we, we, I want to take a moment. Like, can you guys? So we send out five ships. Can you try and guess? Let's just say one of their names. Let's see how you do. <laughs> Bo- Bo- teammate, boat teammate, boat face. Or? Oh, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. But it's kind of okay. I'm going to give you two of them. There was the Endeavor, and there was Caledonia. Oh. Now, there's three more. Nessie. And it, Ooh, yeah, I mean, you're along the right lines now. If you remember, we had an Kelpie, episode Braveheart. <laughs> getting you're you're close, you're close with Kelpie. Uh, now, you're, triangle. Remember, there was an episode that we did on something, and I was talking about silly names of ships. Uh, the Devil's Penis. Surely that's the name that of a monkey hedge, enormous hedge. We had throughout centuries of scotland we've had ships called unicorns oh so yes we had endeavor caledonia st andrews dolphin and unicorn those were the five ships that set sail from leith right july 1698 Um, all of them all of them would have been better mascots than the seal rat thing at (laughs) cop 26 summit (laughs) i forgot about that one Yes, agreed. <laughs> secondhand seal. The secondhand, like, yeah, the goodwill seal. Uh, but look, the, the send-off was, like, massive. Like like I said, I can't explain to you how excited the entire nation was about this. They were just like, yes, this is my investment. You've got all my money. Go and do this. Scotland's going to be great. But me as, okay, so me as a, an investor who is not going there, just the person that's found some money yeah. down the back of the sofa and, like, cool, like... Was the expectation I was going to see some money back? Like, yeah, like when? Surely, or was it just seen uh, as a very long game? Yeah, I mean, like any reasonable investment takes a couple of years to get like a solid return, and that's what they were expecting. Like, Not I mean, as someone who works in finance, uh, you know, uh, I can explain this to you, Johnny. Look, uh, you told me all you said give, to me was get some Dogecoin. We're going to the moon. <laughs> And I, I here did I am that so still making you... a podcast. <laughs> like, about just give investing. me about investing in colonies of your finances, <laughs> and then everything will be great. Mm. Um, I knew this was coming to head somewhere. <laughs> look, but that's that's all. Yeah, that's what it was. They, they expected like a couple of years' time their investment, they would get a return on their investment, which is standard. It's kind of normal. Um, it's called an ROI, Johnny. Yes, right. Thank you. Got it. Yeah. Are you the CBO? Um, <laughs> Being the chief banter officer, I do still need to know financial <laughs> terms. Right. Uh, but I think Stay in your lane, like, yeah. Stay in your lane. It's called a return of investment, you see. <laughs> uh, all right. So <laughs> they were all staying at it. home, you could, waiting you for could the triple your money. Return you could of investment. <laughs> And like you said, they went off on the wrong side. Now, William, our, our good friend William Patterson, was also on board with his wife and his child. Did the English now, send any spies? That's what I would do. I think you got to get on those boats if you really Well, that's why to. they didn't tell anybody where they were going. That's why uh, they had the sealed envelopes, not knowing exactly where they were going, because they were worried that uh, there were spies, there was people from the East India trading company, blah, 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 blah. So they're like... This is how we'll something was up though, like five ships carrying a whole bunch of Scottish, very enthusiastic, enthusiastic Scottish people. 
Chris, like, we're gonna find out that they were they were all idiots. Don't worry. Like, okay, all right, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, Williams on the boat. He's he's a passenger. He is not. Although he knows where they're going because it was his idea. He is not part of the company anymore because similar to the Bank of England situation, with it. So he was when they set up the Company of Scotland. He was a big proponent of it. He was a pusher of it. He thought it was a great idea. He was helping uh, organize it, set it all up. He was made a director of the company right when it was first opened. And then within a year, somebody who worked for him embezzled some money and he was asked to leave the board. (laughs) And so it's just like, wait, what? And again, like they're they're not 100% sure if it was him that embezzled it or if it was somebody that worked for him or if like it was just poor management. There is... A strong suggestion that like it was somebody who worked for him was doing the embezzlement and he paid the money back out of his own pocket. He believed in the idea that much, but we're just not 100% sure. Either way, he was asked to leave the board and traveled on the boats just as a normal passenger. But again, with his wife and kids, he believed in it. He wanted to go and do it. That is humiliating. Yeah, it really is. So... um. Three months pass. That's how long it takes to travel across the Atlantic Ocean in a boat in the 1700s. And they arrive around the end of October, the beginning of November, uh, 1698, I believe. Let me check that date. Yes, 1698. Uh, They arrive excited uh ready for a new adventure but less about 70 colonists who had died on the way which is not unusual for the time like tr- those those kind of journeys across the atlantic ocean that amount of time that's nowhere boat. near as bad as i thought it was going to be i thought you were going to tell me that one of the boats didn't even make it past shetland yeah they they did pretty well uh all things considered um patterson's wife and child maybe not so much so we're not 100% sure when they died, but they either died on the boats or immediately when they arrived, Oof. which is part of the reason why I'm like, maybe this wasn't just a big rift, like, because he was willing, like, he lost a lot in this, mm. or maybe he just overbet. I don't know. Um, But like I said, three months later, around end of October, beginning of November, 1698, the ships landed in Darien. And I just can't get my get around like just twelve hundred confused, angry, <laughs> excited Scottish people on a boat for f- three months. Just it just seems like a terrifying months. ordeal. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Like, can you imagine? You know being... they've not packed any fruit and veg. No, not at all. No. No, like a lot of I'm <laughs> brewed, all right. yeah, fried fish, but that's about it. So, first job, they they land there, they claim the land for Scotland. This is this, this is it. This is our colony. This is our settlement. This is Scotland now. Uh, the first job is to bury the dead, set up <laughs> fortifications because <laughs> Spanish. Start. Yeah, big, good start. All right, boys, um, <laughs> we can't have any fun yet. Now let's bury get the bodies. Then they uh, set up fortifications because, remember, the Spanish own this land and they could attack at any moment. So while they're doing this, they also start naming the place. And look, this is just a pet peeve of mine. Like, 
the the not only do like all of Western Europe go around the world just claiming land that is already other people's their, their own. When it comes to naming it, they have just zero fucking imagination. So they name the land Caledonia. <laughs> they name the capital of the land New Edinburgh, and they name the battlement Fort St Andrews. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, of course. I just go with, go with what you know, I suppose, right? I no, you have three <laughs> months to think up of a new, think up a new name, to think of anything, something. Yeah, different. but you know that those that they've had those committee meetings on the boat, and everybody's incredibly opinionated and probably drunk uh, Scotsman. So they've. I want to call been, it Barryland. That we're not that's been the consensus. Barryland. All right, call it Scotland. That's just because your name's <laughs> Scott. I know you think you're being clever. But... Why don't we call it uh, boat boatland? You're just you're just saying what you're saying. <laughs> so yeah, they do they just name it after where they came from? Because, like I said, lack of imagination. But the weird thing is, if you look up the map right now around Panama, you can see places like the Bay of Caledonia. You can see uh, Puerto Escoces, um, so Scottish port. So you can still see this like shadow of this colony um in panama and at first everything seemed pretty great like the climate was good it was tropical nice weather they started to build up the settlements they were trying to lay crops uh it was around kind of early springtime uh, well, it was the end of the year, which is nice at that time of year. And then, uh, you know, the weather's good. They still have all their supplies. Um, Patterson sends this letter back to the Company of Scotland saying, like, it's all it's all banging. Everything's great. Don't worry about it. Uh, you know what? If you've got more supplies, you've got more people, send them over. The more the merrier. We're all having a great time. Yes, my wife it. and son are dead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he might. I don't know if he he put that in the letter, or if he left it out. But that's that's what the company of Scotland did. Um, My wife's dead. Send girls. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, yeah, probably. Um, so that was the kind of first couple of months. Everything's going fine. They've all got supplies. They're building everything up. But it it turns out that Scottish people are not really designed for building a colony in a tropical landscape um <laughs> we are sort of cold damp wet i mean i can people. tell you i can i can barely survive summer in new york city so i right. i have a lot of empathy for that exactly so when like spring came and the weather changed and the rains came they started to struggle um agriculture was tough we were trying to grow probably like potatoes and not much else, and that wasn't taking uh, in the, in the land that they were uh, they were on. Trading with the local people was pretty much useless. Um, so all the Scottish people that came over were like, "Well, yes, we're gonna grow our own food, we're gonna have our own supplies, but we'll also trade with the people that live there already. They're gonna love." the mirrors and the bibles and the wigs <laughs> and the other shit that we just found in our spare junk drawer they're going to totally love that and it turned out that the uh, the indigenous people weren't so interested in that stuff yeah i can imagine giving them a mirror they go insane yeah. they just didn't know they, they didn't care they just weren't interested they're like 
because again, the Spanish had been there for years. They hated the Spanish. They were quite friendly to the Scots. They actually took pity on them because they were doing so badly. They were like, we don't want your shit, but here's some fruit and vegetable. <laughs> please, please eat something healthy because you look like you're dying. <laughs> you're very, very pale. I'm worried about you. Um <laughs> And so this is what they're doing. They were, they were, you know, trying to grow. They were getting some fruit and veg from the local population. Uh, they were hunting giant turtles. Apparently, that was a, like the main game at the time. Jesus Christ! I know, I know. It's it's not great, um, but <laughs> ultimately <so> stupid. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, like turtles, easy game. You can just go and like punch. Yeah, but it's got a hard <laughs> shell. I mean, it must be quite difficult to kill. It? I'm sure there's a story about, um, is it Darwin? And they were trying yes. to bring turtles back to the UK, but they kept eating them because they were so delicious. And they, yes. <laughs> they could yes. never get them back because the people on the ship just kept like, their like, oh, not, so helping, delicious. like not being able to stop themselves. <laughs> yeah, oh, they're so Moorish. <laughs> uh, yeah, once you pop that shell, you just can't stop. Um so yes, that's what they're doing. But they're ultimately they're running out of food, they're running out of supplies, and they're running out of people because people they start to get sick. Um, and like I said, they live under this constant threat of Spanish attack. Uh, but what are the Spanish doing at this point? The Spanish must know now that they're there. So yeah, the Spanish are like kicking about. They're not really getting involved. They're just being like, hey, because hey. the Scots are so pathetic. Yeah, I mean, how humiliating just... must that be that even the indigenous locals who are terrified of outsiders and see them as a threat don't see us as a threat. They just see us as these pathetic, pasty, pale people who can't kill turtles and just are walking around with mirrors that they're trying to sell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Apparently, the 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 like indigenous people were loving it. They were like riding around with like the saltire hanging at the back of their boats and stuff like that. They were just like, this is brilliant. These tourists are amazing. They're so stupid. Um, so at one point when supplies were very low, they sent out two of the ships to trade with the other colonies in the area. Cause there's like Jamaica's close by there. There's North America. It, it, that's part of like building a colony is sure. trading with the other colonies that are there. Um, one, boat returned saying everybody that they met every other colony they went to refused them service because king william had sent out this missive saying this is effectively an illegal colony you're not allowed to trade with them if you do that you will be punished so every other colony that they went and reached out to were just like we can't do anything we can't help you we're not going to the other boat was destroyed uh, no, sorry, sorry. That one, that one. That's a spoiler alert for later. The other boat, the Dolphin, was uh, captured by the Spanish, and the crew was taken prisoner. So that's what the Spanish were doing. They were waiting until they were they were sailing away in a, a boat, uh, and they took the the entire crew uh, prisoner. And arguably, those prisoners fared the best out of everybody, like because <laughs> oh, the Spanish treated them pretty well. And it is important, like this fact that like. The English king, who's technically the king of Scotland, was saying to all the other colonies in the area, don't trade with the Darien colony, with the company of Scotland's colony. Because again, that's how these settlers survived. And so without that safety net, without that connection, and the whole point of what they were doing was like to build trade network and to build trade routes. Without that, they were screwed. 
And very, very quickly, they started, they were forced to eat rotten and moldy food that they'd brought over with them. There's one account that I read that said, like, uh, he was talking about flour, and he said, when boiled with a little water without anything else, big maggots and worms must be skimmed off the top. Like, that's the food that they're eating. Yeah. So in addition I mean, to... It may, it, sorry, it makes no. sense, though, that the king... Yeah, you say he's the king of Scotland, but by the time it's James the Seventh, he presumably he was born in England, and he just happens to be the Scottish king by kind of proxy. So he's not exactly going to be loyal to... And, and if they do want to unite both countries properly, then the last thing he's going to want is... Scotland going out and making deals on its own. So exactly, they're they're actively trying to economically cripple Scotland so that they can come in and take over. Like that's right. they don't want Scotland to be independent in any way. And and so yeah, it makes sense. And like the other concept of like antagonizing the Spanish also kind of makes sense. But he is sacrificing what is currently twelve hundred of his own people to this idea and yeah i mean like like kings in the 16th 17th century didn't really care about sacrificing people so that's fine but that all being said the scots really didn't do themselves any favors because along with everything else they also forgot to set up a clean source of water <laughs> so so, so malaria really ran rampant through the colony as well <laughs> so much so that the death rate, and I don't want to laugh because this is real people that died but the death rate reached 10 people 10 settlers a day wow. 10 people were dying a day because of like lack of supplies lack of clean water and just general incompetence it is amazing how much prep they did do to then not do that end of like they managed to convince basically a whole country to give them money and do this exposition to the other side of the world but didn't really think a lot about like what might happen when they <laughs> when they got yeah. there or like how they might Should we survive <laughs> drinking water? Yeah. Yeah. Like I I know. So mad. Seven months into the venture, with many, many people dead, those who were remaining were starving and diseased. And it was pretty quickly after that that the colony was abandoned entirely. Everybody how many were left. So it's difficult to tell, but the, the the number I kept on seeing is around 300. So out of the original 1,200, 300 were left. Again, 10 people were dying a day. This was eight months after they arrived. So the ships that were left started to kind of limp back to Scotland. They went via Jamaica again to try and get some supplies, try and barter with them. They also went via the... A small town population was like five thousand. Um, it's uh, New York. You guys heard of it? Mm, rings a bell. Doesn't ring yes. a bell. So it was a very small town at the time. Um, and a few of them actually stayed in New York. Uh, and then only out of the original five ships that left, only Caledonia made it back home. But that's not the end of it because if we go back to patterson's letter when he originally oh, arrived oh. oh he didn't tell people did he that so things had gone south the company of scotland they probably had... passed each other in the atlantic oh 
It's weird you say that, Chris. Uh, so they received his letter, and they were like, everything's great. It's, a, it's brilliant. Awesome. You want more supplies? You want more people? Excellent. We'll do this. And they act up, acted upon it. So in August, Yikes. they sent two more ships. Oh, no. <laughs> full of supplies and around 300 people. Uh, oh, they, they the ships got got into a bit of trouble. They were fine in general, but uh, they were delayed by months uh, because of like v- a variety of different like just shipping issues. Um, I, I I love the names of these ships because just given the situation that we're in, the ships were called Olive Branch and Hopeful Beginning. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so they arrived in Darien with three hundred new settlers to a ghost town full of like deserted huts and hundreds of graves oh my god yeah and they they arrived like expecting this like fully functioning settlement with like food and water and trade and everything else and they were discovered that they had to start from scratch and they just didn't have the wherewithal or the supplies or anything for it but they tried like they still believed in the idea they they were like okay we'll figure out what's happening we'll try and do this not long after that, the olive branch was destroyed by an accidental fire. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so all the survivors were like, fuck this noise, uh, got onto the hopeful beginnings and then buggered off to Jamaica, uh, where again, they weren't allowed to dock because King Billy was like, no, you're not allowed to trade with these people. If you see a Scotsman, tell him to go away. Um, which is, you know, so now we've got, that's what, seven ships uh, that have been sent over and this to this failed colony. Unfortunately, again, uh, this is the 1690s. So cell phones, Twitter, you know, world news doesn't exist. So it took a while for news to travel around the world. So um, while the original ships were traveling via New York and the supply ships were either being on, uh, set on fire or being denied entry into Jamaica, the Company of Scotland launched four more ships. Oh my God. <laughs> Make it from, stop. from the Clyde with another twelve hundred prospective settlers. But had they not like got wind of the fact that there hadn't been any letters or anything no. like that? Like just no news is good news, Chris. Wow. <laughs> they're clearly yeah. having so much fun. They're, they're too busy trading and, and enjoying like the good weather to write as a letter. <laughs> So yeah, four more ships leave uh, early 1699 or like mid-1699. The Rising Sun, the Duke of Hamilton, the Hope of Bowness, and then just a smaller ship called the Hope. Um, They leave the Clyde this time because they're feeling, no, Jimmy Big Nuts, like this is, we've already sent out seven ships that are doing great. (laughs) We can obviously leave the Clyde, that's fine. Um, and so they arrive in Darien around November 1699. Um, so by this point, the original survivors who'd stopped in New York had heard about the other supply, the two supply ships that were coming. Were like, ah, fuck, we're gonna have to go and like tell them it's all gone tits up. So they got in a yacht and headed back down to try and find the supply ships. They obviously caught up with the one that <laughs> didn't accidentally set on fire. And all of them made it back to uh, Caledonia Bay to to Darien, um, and they were like, "All right, we've got four more ships. 
We've got this other ship. We've got like 1,200 settlers. Let's just do this. We can do this, guys. Yes, we've had a couple of setbacks. Don't worry about it. Everything's going great. We're going to rebuild. And that's what they started doing. Um, But again, the Spanish were still kicking about. Um, And the the Scots did what they could to kind of shore up the defenses of Fort St. Andrews. But weirdly enough, morale was pretty low. Like, again, people were a bit miffed by the fact that they they expected to come to this, like, tropical paradise of a trading hub of the world, and instead there's just malaria and rotting food everywhere. And people were squab- squabbling amongst themselves. Leadership was all over the place. Everybody was just pissed off and apathetic and annoyed. Uh, and this is when young officer Alexander Campbell took his moment in the sun. Uh, and he was uh, a military officer who'd been sent over there by the company to provide them like much needed leadership. Uh, and he was there especially to help with the defense of the colony against the Spanish. And his genius idea was like, best defense is a good offense. Oh, no. <laughs> And he's like, we're going to go and attack the Spanish. <laughs> so he, he launched that tiny, that tiny little upstart Spain. The Spanish armada. Yeah. 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 So he launched, he effectively declared war in Spain from Panama with like maybe a few hundred fighting men. Like that was it. Weirdly enough, I think it was just because the Spanish were all just baffled by the fact that these emaciated, disease-ridden Scotsmen were able to do anything, <laughs> the, the attack was fairly impre- like fairly successful. And so they went in, like, kicked fucked out of them for, like, half an hour and then went back to Fort St. Andrews and were like, you see what I just did there? Totally, like, Malco did the shit out of that Spanish guy. I mean, Scotland's um, love, Scottish people love getting in a scrap on holiday. Love a Rami. Um, unfortunately, Alex... Campbell was uh, injured during the attack, which then became infected. So whatever effective leadership that he was originally providing disappeared very quickly. And so when the Spanish, who were not even vaguely defeated, were just like, are you fucking kidding me? They just turned up with an entire armada and a full army and just laid siege to the fort. And they, they stayed there for a month just being like, what are you going to do about it? Like, And everybody inside Fort St. Andrews just immediately started dying again of starvation, of diseases, of everything else. And so they stayed there for a month, surrounded by the Spanish. And eventually they're like, okay, okay, okay. We've tried this seven or eight times. We <laughs> surrender. And this, the Spanish, to give them their dues, were like, all right, you're obviously so pathetic. It's we're going to let you go. I've got an image in my head of like the, <clears throat> the, the Scotsman being led out by the Spaniards and the Spaniards being like, you know, what have you got to say for yourself? <laughs> the, the Scottish people being like, I'm sorry. I'm what are you sorry, sorry that for? you're such a pussy and then slapping the Spanish <laughs> and the Spanish just taking a rifle to the face and just banging it down. <laughs> like the Scotsman just refusing to lie down. I I think I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happened. But like yeah. 
again, they were starving. They were emaciated. There, there's all these like uh, reports of just how sickly they looked. Just and, a flesh wound. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, like we look sickly on the best of days, and then give us a bit of malaria and no food for a couple of months. Uh, yeah. I mean, was there no like game that they could eat? You know, apart from turtles, there must have been turtles. animals there that they could hunt. And, I mean, and fruit and like it was. Was it just a? Was it just a vegetation wasteland? Yeah, but it's again, it's like Scots abroad. It's like they they go there and like I'm not eating any of that foreign muck. Yeah, I want I want chips, fish and chips. I'm not eating that else. weird animal over there. Where's the <laughs> sheep? That's what it would have been. Like you know, they're they're we're our own worst enemy. Uh, so disaster. Yeah. So what's, um, what's the what's his face Patterson doing this whole time? <sighs> Bear with me on, on Patterson. Uh, he's still kicking about. So January 1700, March, the remaining survivors boarded the ship of the Company of Scotland trading to Africa and Indies and left Darien for the very last time. So on the return journey, again, months at sea, a fever broke out. Many people died. The hope of Bowness sprang a leak and had to be docked and sold before making it home. The smaller ship, just the Hope, was shipwrecked near Jamaica. The rising sun was caught in a hurricane off the coast of Charlestown and smashed against rocks. Of the total 2,500 settlers that left Scotland, only a few hundred survived. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Like, that is I, mad. Over a year later, we'd sent thousands of people, only a few hundred made it back. And the ones that made it back were, were treated like scum like oh, pariahs because think about it they were the hope they were the people they represented an entire nation's like savings investments people were giving the, all their life savings to this company mm. and then these settlers had fucked it up like that's what everybody back home felt and so there were like th- like fathers were disowning their sons like mothers were disowning their daughters like it was that kind of stuff it was bananas so even if you were survived the horror of darien when you went back home you were still treated like shit and wow. i mean god bless the con- the the company of scotland because they just kept on trying they they went to king william and asked him for support for another attempt at the <laughs> colony what? and he Wait, was like it was king william i thought in all of this king william's still the king of holland right so King William came over and usurped James. Oh, and there was like okay. various battles. Like James survived. He didn't kill him. There was battles between them. There was like all that kind of stuff. But Will- like James was taken over by William with okay. like, okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. There was like English nobility were, were backing William and all that type of stuff. Um, so yeah, he went to King William, asked for support for another fucking colony. And he thanked, Buddha like refused, and again he just blamed it on Spain. But like he was like, "No, you guys are fucking mental. Stop it, just stop it." Um, they did send out more ships just to try and like build trade in other parts of the world. It was like places like uh, New Guinea, uh, again the West Indies, all that type of stuff. And again, it was just a massive disaster. There's stories about like 
the get the the captains of the ships just taking the ships from themselves and becoming pirates just setting up their own companies all this type of stuff and then the scots at home obviously blamed the english for the this the entire failure of the endeavor um, and they, they, they said like well they actively tried to fight us and there is a lot of merit in that belief but it is just compounds the generations of hatred between scotland and england and just continues uh so much so that like there was like three the the english the anti-english sentiment was so significant at the time and the need for vengeance was so strong that it resulted in the hanging of three potentially english sorry potentially innocent english sailors who were accused of piracy uh they basically just needed a blood sacrifice and these three english sailors were the three that did it but scotland was screwed the entirety of scotland was bankrupt like the company of scotland was bankrupt scotland the the nation the individuals of scotland because they put their life savings into it they were bankrupt and it was all because of this ill-begotten scheme and so in order to gain financial stability after this, Scotland was basically forced into the 1707 Act of the Union that dissolved the Scottish Parliament and moved the seat of power of Scotland to England, to Westminster. And so there is that direct like correlation, uh, causation between the Darien scheme and England eventually having complete control over Scotland which survived up until devolution, you know, a few years ago. Nuts. All right. because of a Welshman called <laughs> Wafer. Yeah, wait, wait, where's Wafer been in all this? He's just sort of humming along at home in Bristol. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, you asked where our hero Big Willie P was. Um, very, very loose term hero there. Our hero of the story, obviously uh the, <laughs> protagonist the brains behind the operation antagonist so somehow he was one of the few survivors that made it back home like out of the <laughs> thousands of people that died the the genius behind it was one of the ones that survived made it back home and yes he was also bankrupt he'd lost his wife and child like he'd suffered just like everybody else but he, he was still considered this like great economist and he still continued to be an influential figure in scottish and british history he he advocated for universal education he pushed for prison reform he was instrumental in the setup of the first public libraries like he was donating his own collection of books to set up public libraries and so he, there's like again arguably he's the man that helped us have public libraries the way that they are today um he was such an ardent supporter of the union between Scotland and England that he helped assist with the negotiations between the parliaments. He helped with the settlement, the monetary and economic settlements of it. So much so that at some point along the way, he gained the title Sir William Patterson. <laughs> so the English used him to bankrupt Scotland, is what There's you're saying. Uh, look, if you want to go full conspiracy on it, yes, yeah. there's a strong possibility that when he was in Holland, in Netherlands, under King William, 
he was turned to become a double agent sent over to Scotland to bankrupt, corrupt and bankrupt an entire nation so that when William came to power in England, he could then take over Scotland. This makes perfect sense. And he didn't even have a wife and kids. He never did. Never no. did. Uh, I mean, look, basically, the the wee wafer Welshman is the equivalent of, like, Fra- Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Like, he's just this little guy in a little situation. Lionel Wafer just says this thing, something happens, and then all of a sudden, the whole world goes to shit. Yeah. Slightly concerned about your understanding of how the first world <laughs> began, but okay. Well, I couldn't remember what the guy who shot Franz Archduke Franz Ferdinand's name was. Uh, Gabriel Princip. Oh Can't yes, I, I think you're right. That's, wow. That's very impressive. That was, oh yeah, uh, good work. Uh, some Hutchie history teacher is going to be very happy about that. <laughs> look, if you want to visit, uh, nice Doctor Gaffney. William Patterson's uh, grave site. He is buried in the Sweetheart Abbey in Dumfries and Galloway. Died in 1719. So go and check that out. Well, yeah, that was a roller coaster. That story, right? I mean, there's a lot. A lot happens. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what to say about all that. It's absolutely bananas. Uh, it is. I think one of the nice things about Scottish people, for the most part, is that we usually know our limits and we don't get above our station. (laughs) So, and I wonder if that's because the Darien project was so overly ambitious and utterly unsuccessful that it's created that psyche in us that it's led to us, led us to be a naturally skeptical nation that doesn't you know, fall for con men and grifters easily. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we shot for the stars and we ended up in the toilet covered in shit. And now we don't trust anybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. yes. I mean, it does make a lot of sense if, if effectively the whole nation had some, you know, skin in the game in a way. I'm, I'm not surprised it's such a profound effect. But, but also when we go on holiday, we make friends with the natives quite easily because yes. they think we're a sort of fairly pathetic people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. We know to be friendly to the locals now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, What's this? Uh, a dragon fruit? Oh. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's nice, that. I'm going to have is... a bit. Of, I'm going to have some dragon fruit when I get home. They they talk about, you know, events in history across that, like, kind of shape and scar a nation's collective psyche you know there's like you know september 11th in america there's there's like i i i don't know like the the world wars in in europe and all that type of stuff but like the darian scheme is definitely something that is like a a significant scar across the scottish psyche like ingrained in our dna i think i'm pretty i'm sort of more amazed now that we don't learn about it right like that is sort of like it, it does seem like pretty um, like influential historical moment, and also just like fascinating because it's kind of so tragic in a, in a million ways. But it's sort of strange that that's not like that's, so. I hadn't really come across that. Johnny, history is written by the victors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I 
I like, like I said, I didn't know much about it until somebody had mentioned it. And I read bits and I was like, oh, wow, this is just a disastrous kind of um, attempt at a colony by Scotland. It was when I was reading about the ships returning home and how every one of them was just buggered in different ways. I was just like, it was cursed. It was cursed. Like, I think a witch cursed the entire colony. Like something <laughs> happened, some sort of like demon came up and was like, nope, uh, a pox on you. This is never... I don't know. It doesn't make any sense how terrible it was. It does make sense. We it don't does. travel well. No, I know. As a we, people. We don't do well in the sun. No. <laughs> we do not. Well, look, if you, want to, if you want to relive the Darien scheme, weirdly enough, there is a, a board game that was invented a couple of years ago called the the darian apocalypse i think and you can play it it's like <laughs> up to like four players and it is does, about being does Scottish. anybody win or does everyone just die in it <laughs> there's I, I don't know i couldn't I, I couldn't be bothered getting into it but there's like the four horsemen and the apocalypse are involved so <laughs> that kind of gives you an idea of the the tone of the the entire game um weirdly enough there's a, a glasgow band called the darian venture uh it's like this indie band they sound very <sighs> yellow card phantom planet kind They're of style. really really oh, weird successful weird thing to it's <laughs> 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 so, so strange to name yourself after like a colonizing um, yes <laughs> initiative yes like Mm. Yes, it's also near impossible to find them because all that comes up is everything about this story, right. and so you have to like really dig to find them. But um, yeah, but there's no there's no real movies or TV shows or anything about this. I guess because it's so feckin' depressing. But Apart from Lost, yes, yeah, yes, there is Lost. I forgot that. I forgot about that. Yeah, the, the Darian Initiative. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the Darian scheme. Extraordinary. Last thoughts, gents? Uh, <laughs> don't go to Panama, I think. It's the main takeaway. Yeah, We're, we're not it, getting the sun. Yeah, if you are there and you see the, the Bay of Scotland or whatever it's called, or the Bay of Caledonia, that's, that's why. It's because Scotland tried and failed spectacularly at building a colony there a long, long time ago. So... I guess with that, this will do, lads. This will do nicely. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you like the show, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and write a quick review on whichever podcasting app you're using. It really does help us out. We'd love to hear from you either via our email, thistledonicelypod at gmail.com, or via facebook.com slash thistledopod, or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thistledopod. You can also visit our website, thistledonicelypod.com. All original music in this podcast is written and performed by our very own Johnny Naismith. Please like and subscribe to his YouTube channel and follow him on Instagram at J-A-W underscore K-N-E-E underscore. 
Love, hugs, and kisses from the Thistle Do Nicely pod. Yeah, he plays but a in really Scotland. intense but flawed character who's interested in power. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Who might have AIDS. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> Isn't that? Wasn't he in Philadelphia? I don't know. No, that was Tom. Tom Hanks. Oh. Yeah. There, it's easy. Who to am I thinking up. of? Uh, I think you're thinking of um, Ben Affleck. Hmm. Okay. Um, Scottish podcast, Scottish people, Scottish things. Three lifelong friends. This was Scotland. Talk about our homeland. Everything happened there. And reminds why we are the way we are.